0: welcome to the sarah centrella show join best-selling author master life coach and manifesting expert sarah centrella as she shares tips tools and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life it's time to hustle and thrive now here's your host sarah centrella all right everybody welcome back to the sarah centrella show Great to be here with you. I'm gonna do a short coaching episode today on self-awareness. I have run into so many people lately who really lack this quality that, you know what? I just thought I would jump on and do a little self-awareness for dummies session because, God, you guys, it is a big deal. It's a really big deal, especially if you are a person who is actively working on yourself, you're on a personal development journey, it's, it's hard to hang out with people who aren't. I'm just going to be really honest, you know, because you've done some work, right? So you understand the process. You understand how to self-analyze. You understand how to learn from your mistakes. You are open to feedback. You're listening when someone is talking, just all of those skills. Guess what? I didn't have any of those skills a decade ago, not one single one of them. I was probably the most non-self-aware person ever until maybe like 35. Um, But once I started rebuilding my life, I realized, hey, I am in charge of my life. I am responsible for what has happened to me, for the decisions that I've made that have put me in certain circumstances. And though life is gonna throw you a lot of stuff you can't control, you still do have so much control. And a lot of that starts with taking responsibility for yourself, for how you show up, for your actions, for your behaviors, for your characteristics, for your character traits, for your flaws and understanding them and then doing the work to correct them, to fix them. And that has been my personal mission for well over a decade because I want to be the best version of myself and there's absolutely no way for me to do that unless I am actively implementing tools that will help me get there, but also realizing the places where I need to make change, and one of the best ways to do that is to look at our history. That's how we grow. That is one of the easiest and fastest ways to find what you need to work on and how to grow. and And I will just say, from a personal standpoint, you know, I grew up with a narcissistic, bipolar uh, mother who was very, very difficult as a mother uh, growing up in that environment as a child, I'll say that, um, who was abusive, verbally abusive, et cetera. And all I really ever saw was that everything in life had to revolve around her. And I just remember even as a young child seeing that and being so kind of viscerally, uh, upset by it, I guess, or just seeing how destructive it was and seeing how much it hurt everybody around her and that she was never able to see those behaviors, take accountability for those behaviors. And so honestly, I think it has definitely impacted who I am as a woman and the work that I do, because not only did I never want to be like her in that way, I wanted to be the opposite. I wanted to grow. I've always wanted to learn how to get better, to listen to constructive criticism, to implement what needs to change and, you know, let what doesn't serve me go. But I knew I couldn't do that if I was just steamrolling through life going everyone else is wrong and I'm the only one that's right. I mean, that just doesn't work. And so it has definitely been a personal motivation in my own journey, in personal development, but also to get to know myself. And I think most of us were not taught how to do that, how to know ourselves. But for me, the longer that I've been coaching and the longer I've been doing this, the more I see the incredible value it brings in every area of your life. Because the more you know yourself, the more you have data, accurate data to then go into the world and Crush at the things that you know you're really good at. Align yourself with people that you know will be in alignment with you. Avoid situations that you know don't serve you. Stop attracting people who are toxic for you. All of that comes through self awareness, through me knowing who I am, how I operate. What is good for me, what is bad for me, what doesn't work for me, how I shine, just all that. And we don't get there by just floating through life. We get there by being super intentional about coming up with these answers for ourselves and doing the hard work. And so today I thought I would talk a little bit about how you can start that journey if this is new for you. I first and foremost want to say congratulations. (laughs) Welcome to the journey. And I'm so proud of you because man, I wouldn't trade this journey for anything in the world. This is how you uplevel every single part of your life is by acknowledging that you can change, that there are things you're doing today that don't fucking serve you, that are not good for you. And that if you don't stop repeating them over and over and over again, you're never gonna get what you want. And to me, that is really what personal development is all about. It's about learning those things, applying tools, making changes so that I can start getting results I've never, ever gotten before. And that's so exciting, right? How could it not be exciting? Okay, but even if you've been on a personal development journey, up to now or you've been through therapy or things like that, maybe it's been a while since you've dug a little deeper, done a little bit of the work. And for me, what I'm talking about doing the work, I literally mean grab a journal, grab a pen, go to a quiet place, ideally not in your home. The best place to do this work is out in nature. If you can go to a park, if you can go by a river, if you can go to the ocean, Go someplace out in nature that is quiet. Turn your phone off. Okay, big, big piece of it. You have to disconnect. Then the very first thing I want you to do is to sit in silence. Just sit in silence for at least 30 minutes. You have nothing playing in your ear. Ideally, you have very few people around you, so there's no distractions. And you are just focusing on the nature scene in front of you. You are breathing in and out. And you're letting your thoughts just come in and come out. Come in and come out. In that 30 minutes, you start to slowly decompress. You start to allow your mind to let go of whatever's going on today. Whatever's been stressing you out recently. And open up a deeper space that can help you answer some of these questions. So that first part is really important before we even start attacking any of this stuff. And then in your journal, I want you to start with the positive. I'm a big believer and we always want to start with the positive. And so I want you to answer the question, what do I really love about myself? What do I like about myself? What do I love about myself? And when you're answering that, I want you to think about your behaviors, your characteristics, your character traits, your personality, what type of person you are, what type of friend, etc. So think about kind of all of those things. What are the things that you just really love about yourself as a person? So as a person. And then I want you to think about what your best quality is? What is that thing that you are just, you know is your sparkle, you know is your kind of superpower? What is it? And if you have a couple, awesome, write them down. And then next, I want you to think about how other people see you. So how do most people describe you? How do your friends describe you? How do they say, oh my... My friend, my girlfriend, she's X, Y, Z. How would your kids or your family describe you? And then how would a stranger describe you? And on that, we're looking for all those positive things, all the things people say, Oh, I love her because, or I love him because like, they're just a great person because, okay. Now we want to go a little bit deeper and we want to get real with ourselves. This is the part that most people don't do. Most of us are surrounded by people in our life who are our cheerleaders, people who, you know, who will boost up our ego when we need it, and maybe even when we don't. But they are the people who will agree with us, who will be like, yeah, 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 you're right, da-da-da-da-da don't for the most part have a coach or someone in our life who will tell us the truth whether we want to hear it or not but who will give us honest feedback help us see things that we need to change or work on and so a lot of us will go through life without that and it's really tough if you don't have a mentor if you don't have a coach if you don't uh, have a therapist that also gives you tools and gives you feedback. I think it's really hard for a lot of people to become self-aware if you don't have someone in your life who's kind of willing to give you those outside reads. But there's other ways that we're all getting those outside reads every day, all day. But for the most part, we're dismissing them, right? We're like, ah, oh, that person was an asshole. Or, oh, that she was just coming at me like that because she's jealous. Or she's a bitch anyway, I don't care whoa, 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 whatever they said, there's a good chunk of truth to whatever they said. Okay. Maybe they came at it wrong. Maybe the other 50% was totally off base, but if you're getting feedback from anyone in your life, chances are it has a big, big chunk of truth to it. And so you want to pay attention. You want to be able to find that. Okay. So now that we dig into a little bit more of the tougher questions, I want you to answer what is my worst trait? What is something I really just don't like about myself? And again, we're not talking physically or anything like that. We're talking behaviors, characteristics, personality, you know, those things that make up me as a person. So what is something I just really don't like? It's, It's not my best quality. It's something I'm already aware of something I know I need to change. I've either gotten enough feedback about it, or I personally have noticed it and I don't like it. Name those things. It's really important for you to understand, again, that's data that you're working with. Hey, these are the things I know I want to change. These are things that I want to actively work on because I know they don't serve me. So what are they? And then I want you to think about your past relationships. And they could be any types of relationships. They could be coworker, they could be um, friendships, or romantic doesn't matter, could even be parent-child, whatever. But just kind of think back uh, a little bit through past relationship encounters that maybe were um, arguments or you know, where you were getting some type of feedback, Or maybe that relationship ended and I want you to be really, really truthful with yourself and really honest and say what was some of the feedback that I've gotten over the last five years as it relates to how I show up in relationships or how I act in relationships or how I interact in relationships. What are some of the things that people have told me Even if it was in the heat of the moment, even if it was in anger, even if it was when we broke up or whatever, can I find some similarities? Can I find five things that showed up more than once in my past where I was getting feedback on them? Because there's a lot of truth there. Those are golden nuggets for you. Those are an easy first place for you to start to focus on to decide what part of those you want to change adapt, grow, elevate, and what part of those maybe all you need to do is learn how to communicate them better. Maybe you don't need to to change how you are on that because you like how you are on that, but it's coming across wrong. So how do you change the delivery? How do you change how it is received or how you're received in those situations? Again, identifying that is so key. And next, I want you to come up with a list three to five items at least where you can identify self-sabotaging behaviors. So what are some things that you do as it relates to anything you want to change in your life, so anything in your above list, that you've seen happen over and over again? In other words, if you're out in relationships and you keep attracting the same relationship over and over again, 100% that attraction point is coming from you. The signal is coming from you. You are the one who's entertaining that type of person. You are the one who is in in all of those initial phases. So regardless of if those turn out in a negative way or not, there is a big role that you are playing that is causing that to show up over and over and over again. So we got to figure out what that is. What are some of the behaviors or actions or ways that I show up that causes this thing to continue to repeat over and over again. All right, next I want you to think about any past arguments that kind of come to mind for you and see if you can name some of the feedback that you received in those arguments. Again, these are the types of things that most people dismiss immediately because they were like, oh, they were just mad or, oh, they just said this or that. Uh, Women, especially, we tend to go to our girlfriends and be like, can you believe so and so said this and everything they said was wrong and aren't they a horrible person? I want you from the spot of reflection, from the spot of openness and willingness to see yourself in a different light. I want you to see if you can remember any of those specifics. So I'll be totally transparent here and open. One of the feedback that I've gotten from anyone I've ever dated is you lack patience. And I will say, yep, you're right. (laughs) I know that about myself. I am working on that. Feel free to give me feedback in a moment where you're seeing it and I'm not. I know that about myself and that is something that I want to work on. Now that has come from me doing a lot of personal work because let me tell you what, if someone I was dating 10 years ago said, Hey, you don't have any patience. You're so impatient. Trust and believe I would have snapped their head off and I would have done exactly what we were just talking about, right? Because I had no personal awareness. I was not self-aware. I was just bulldozing through life thinking I was right and everybody else was wrong. And of course, that's not the case, right? So over time, I started paying attention. Hey, this comment has come up multiple times. That's probably come up in almost every, you know, relationship. So there's something there, right? What is it that I need to work on? How is that manifesting? How is it showing up? Because a lot of times in the beginning, when you are identifying traits you want to change, you don't even notice you're doing it. You have no idea. I was like, no, I I wasn't being impatient. I had this whole rational story behind it, right? That's what we do. But can you step back and be objective and say, oh, no, I can see how you could be right right here. I could see how I was doing that. Even if I didn't realize it was, I was doing it, even if I didn't mean to do it. So that's what we're looking for here. What is some of that feedback that you've gotten? Can you start to see yourself through some new eyes? Can you be objective and find where those points are that you can change? So the other question is when you're presented with constructive criticism, or quote unquote negative feedback or someone tells you something you don't want to hear about how you act or your behavior, how do you usually react? How do you take that? Do you get super defensive and then blame them for all the things you hate about them? Do you hear them out and listen and then argue? (laughs) What is your reaction style? That can tell you a lot about how emotionally intelligent you are, how open to growth you are, how much you are willing to be empathetic and see things from another person's point of view versus just seeing it from yours. And also, if you are willing to learn and to listen and to hear someone out, such a big part of knowing yourself and of growing. And then another one is if someone is saying something critical of me and, you know, it's coming across in a really critical way, is there a way that I can maybe not in the moment yet, maybe i am not evolved enough in the moment, but over time when I'm thinking about that, can I pick out the parts of that that were on point, that were true, that I do need to work on and I can separate out all the other stuff that is emotionally tagged or coming from maybe an unhealthy place that I don't want and don't need in my life. So you don't have to take obviously everyone's feedback. Absolutely not. It's not what I'm saying, but I am saying there's always a nugget of truth in there that you do want to pay attention to and you do want to make adjustments on so that it doesn't continue to repeat. And then another thing that I think is part of emotional intelligence and your own personal awareness is, are you aware of how others are feeling? So do you show empathy? Are you able to kind of read someone else's expressions and emotions and then adapt how you're acting or reacting based on that? We don't always have to do that. And I'm not talking about like suppressing yourself for someone else, but I am talking about being able to read someone else, and especially if it's somebody that you care about and make adjustments, make adaptations, maybe even just in that moment to help meet them where they are at. And a lot of times that really helps you to be heard in a much better way and helps the other person to not be defensive when you're providing feedback to them as well. So what role, this is a tough one, this is a tough question. If you look back in your life and you look at your quote unquote failures, if you look at your relationships that didn't work out, if you looked at career moves or financial moves or whatever, those quote unquote failures, can you identify specifically what your role was in those situations? What part did you play? What decisions did you make that led to that outcome? And I'll give you an example. You know, when my marriage ended for a lot of people and for me initially, it was very cut and dried. I mean, my husband had an affair. He moved in with his then girlfriend and we filed for divorce. Cut and dried. From the outside, and to my perspective, probably that first year, it was very clear why the marriage ended. Yes, he cheated on me, his fault. He did this, it's over. But the more emotionally mature I became and the more self aware I became, the more I could start to look through our relationship from, you know, perspective of hindsight and say, wow, the way that I was showing up for maybe the last year or the last two years, I could now see how that made an impact. It doesn't, you know, give him a pass for what he did, but absolutely two people have a responsibility when something like that happens. I'm, I've never put all the blame on him and I would never put all the blame on him Um, because, of course, I played a role in what ultimately led to the demise of our relationship. If we were blissfully happy and both giving each other everything we wanted, that would not have happened. Um, But it took me a while to get there. It took me a while to be open enough to ask myself those hard questions, to look at the hard truth, to take ownership of my part in the situation so that I could do the healing and eventually be able to move on in a healed way. So again, I think all of these questions and journal prompts that I've just given are all designed to just help you be real with yourself. And it's a hard thing to do. I understand that completely. I want you to give yourself grace. It's hard to see how much involvement you have had in the results you've gotten up into this point in your life. And that's just the fact. You definitely have at least played a 50-50 role in, you know, the things that have happened to you and kind of where your life is right now. So identifying what some of those things are that don't serve you and that you don't want to continue to feed and foster and grow is super critical. Otherwise, of course, you would just continue to repeat them. So that is really what this is about. It is about your growth, your understanding, you collecting data on yourself so that now you can move forward with that information. And when you're presented with you know, opportunities or choices that bring up these kind of same situations or same feelings, now you can make new decisions and you can show up differently. And you can say, no, I'm gonna do things in a new way because I am changing that about myself. I am growing, I am evolving. And one of my favorite mottos for all of this personal work is I am growing every day, I am learning every day, I am transforming, I am transforming. That has so much power. It gives you grace for the past because we can't change the past. But we definitely can learn from it and we should be learning from it. The only way to learn from it is to analyze it and to pull it apart a little bit like we just did so that you can start to find your own answers and get brand new results. All right. Like always, if you found value in today's podcast, please do me the biggest favor in the whole world by reviewing it, especially if you're on iTunes. Please just take two seconds, leave a review um, that helps so much share the show. And most of all, come on my Instagram page and comment. Let me know, uh, that the work I'm doing is impactful for you. And until next time, everybody get out there and hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review and telling everyone, you know, and join us next time on the Sarah Centrella show.